College football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast. The only thing that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action, so here's what you got to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code KCSN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You must be 21 years or older, physically present in Kansas. Bonus bets expire seven days after assurance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of No Other Pod. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, along with my award-winning good friend, Daniel Puzer. Look at it. There. I got it. I got it right here. What's going on? <laughs> Just winning acting awards, my friend, because and scene. <laughs> you know, uh, stuff's good, dude. Stuff's good. Uh, watched the game. Got had to catch the replay on Sunday. Hell of a time. Yeah. Uh, kept getting updates on my watch in a theater Saturday night, <laughs> and I would just I whisper to Marissa, I'd be like, uh, two 0 at halftime. So that's that's scary. <laughs> and then it was three 0 I was like, holy shit, Eric Tommy, three 0 Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> And then in your uh, your acceptance speech, you said I'd like to thank uh, Jonathan F. Russell for yep. uh, you know yep. the inspiration. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that man! That man does not care about pain at all. He seemed like he might have been hurt, and he was like, "What does that mean? You do you know I'm Scottish, bro. Like I'm well, gonna play through this." He did have an interesting quote after the game. We'll talk about. I'm hoping yeah. we can see him on uh, on Saturday against St. Louis because that's a that's a freaking huge game. It's probably the biggest game of the season. So that that's a big one. And and if you're watching us on YouTube, I dug out the old uh, 2013 Argyle kit, right? 2014 is that right? 20 yeah, uh, 2013, 2014. It was the third kit. Yeah, feeling like a feeling like a can of biscuits in this thing. I'm about to <laughs> you know you don't don't punch me with a spoon because I'll pop <laughs> right out of there. <laughs> that's my favorite that's one of my favorite things in the world it is so satisfying to pop a can of biscuits yeah agree or disagree agree absolutely not- the sound the feeling oh my god so good you're like look at those biscuits i'm about to bake those up <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a euphemism or pizza dough pizza <laughs> dough in a biscuit can look at nick Ooh. what is this what a what a what a hulk what a what a rebel why does he do that nick says he smashes it against the counter until it explodes okay no that's no dude what are you caveman <laughs> you, it says grab a spoon. You're supposed to grab a spoon. Who is yeah. this man? Well, the, Daniel is very much by the rules. By the book, bro. <laughs> Seriously, it's on It's on the back. You're supposed to do what it says. It doesn't say, hey, if you have a counter nearby, go ahead and smash it on the end, end of the counter. It'll be just fine. 
Look at this oh, guy. Strategically God. slams it into the counter. I can't. Get out the chat, Nick. Get the hell out the chat. <laughs> I have to say, coming off a 3-0 victory after a month off, I didn't think we'd spend the first few minutes talking about how to open Pillsbury biscuits, but you never really know. Listen, uh, <laughs> not sure Pillsbury's vegan, but that, I def- definitely That's get true. down on some biscuits and some pizza dough in the in the canister like that. Because I guess there's probably eggs or whatnot in the, in the dough, huh? Oh, I don't know, man. You got dum-dums putting milk inside of bread these days. Was about to buy some, <laughs> was going to buy some hoagie rolls yesterday because I was making a little vegan chopped cheese. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And couldn't get these hoagie rolls because there's milk in them. Milk. And I was like, hoagie. milk does not need to go in bread. It does what not. What are you doing? No. So. Did you ever get in the uh, bake your own bread craze during the, the height of the pandemic? Didn't get into that. No. I uh, have yet to, yet to get down on that. Why did you? Uh, no, I just saw a lot of people did sourdough, especially that was like the big thing. People had like the mother for the sourdough, and that's how you would keep a little bit every time before you made made the next batch. So, what do you think that was about, by the way? Why do people you think bored people as got hell. so into baking bread? They were bored as hell. But there's Netflix for being bored. I mean, yeah. baking <laughs> bread—that's such a niche. Even myself, who I enjoy television. I'll sit there for a number of hours watching something and I'm like, I have to get up off this couch. I have to go do something that at least feels productive. And mm-hmm. if you're going to do something that feels productive and you can't leave your house, you might as well do something you can then eat. So I don't know. I feel very productive watching uh, a whole season of Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Hey, I've done it. So have you, hold on. Have you watched Yellowstone by the way? No, I have not because I'm not a 62 year old man. That's fucked up of you to say. That's <laughs> not even nice. Not even fucking nice. Uh, the thing is, I feel like that show unites left liberals and right wing conservatives. It's one thing that they freaking share together, dude, because there's liberals talking about this show. Oh, no. Everybody likes Yellowstone, it seems, yeah. if, especially if you're 58 years old. I will kill you. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not even playing around. All right. I'm an award winner. I knew you are. I'm sorry. It shows it's got to be out respect. <laughs> it was disrespectful. I should be honored to be on here with you. Your time is very You're valuable. Right. You're right. I'm a toothpick guy now. I don't know if you, I don't know if you know. I'm a toothpick yeah, guy. I can see that. Yeah, it's yeah. out to your head. But I I'll watch like Yellowstone. So I have a toothpick. <laughs> just next week, it's going to be just like of a piece of hay sticking out. You're going to have a cowboy hat. <laughs> hey, man, where'd you get that hay? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I found Yellowstone. <laughs> um. Well, before we get into the game, uh, if you haven't left us a five-star rating and review, please go ahead and do so, because what other podcast can you talk about? Sporting Kansas City Soccer, Yellowstone, and Baking Biscuits, all in the first five minutes. Man, so, man. I regret putting on this jersey. I can't really breathe. <laughs> Dale, we passed out by the end of this hour. Buddy, they used to make these so much smaller than they do now. This is a large. Yeah. This is what I wear, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Getting lightheaded. Yeah. We, t- we talked about that last time. I, like I said, I got my state line from 2013 up there, and if I put it on, it would not be good. So you're I thought I'd try it. I, am. I thought I'd, I'd pull it out for the bit, you know, commit. <laughs> you're going to get progressively more and more purple as the episode goes on until you're just- Can you imagine we come back from the first it. break, and I'm just, <laughs> just falling asleep? <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, leave your, leave your five-star rating and review. Um, we would appreciate it, and we'll, we'll make sure we, we read it on here. Uh, but let's- Let's jump into this because this was, man, it felt like it's been 84 years since Sporting Kansas City played a soccer game. It About was three weeks, right? Yeah, like 22 days off, 25 days, I don't know, so, a long time, too long. 
Uh, and and I didn't, you know, I had hoped that we would come out and and look good against San Jose. We have nine games left. Uh, it's among the fewest remaining games of all teams in MLS. I think we had five points to make up across those nine games heading into the game. So just to get into ninth place to have a chance to set the play-in game to make it into the actual playoffs. So, you know, um, I was a little nervous. Didn't know what the team would look like, if there would be rust or whatnot. But San Jose also had some time off. They didn't make it terribly far. So, Andrew, they were coming into Children's Mercy Park, which, uh, you know, even if it's not the fortress it once was, Children's Mercy Park is certainly um, a, a much more successful place this year for Sporting KC than the road. So... Felt a little good. And did was I right in thinking that it was rally towel night? Uh it was I didn't get a rally towel, but I did, since it was the tenth anniversary, get this sweet pennant that it like commemorates. Yeah, this was the the giveaway. It's commemorating. They gave that out to everybody? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Call that is cool. Rep if you didn't get oh. one because it's got like a little thing you can hang and everything, and it says on the front. 10th anniversary 2013 MLS Cup, and then on the back, it's got the Sporting KC and RSL crest. It says 1-1, and then it says 7-6 after extra time, and it's got the date. Look, we, like just a couple weeks ago, we talked a lot of shit about how they don't even do giveaways anymore, and that's a pretty cool one, albeit it's, uh, you're commemorating a championship 10 years ago. Uh, feels like forever, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Um, it's good quality. It feels legitimate. Yeah, so it'll last for a while. It's not like cheap, you know, material. This thing, this thing will yeah. last. So I guess just I don't know. It feels like a weird flex to celebrate uh, a ten-year-old championship, right? Is it? Do we feel weird? I mean, it's we just tenth anniversary. I don't. I don't think it's you know for for a team that only has two in their history. I don't blame them for for celebrating uh, the ten-year anniversary of it. They had a number of players who were there. It was very cool seeing them all together. Yeah, uh, it made it you know really really put it into perspective how crazy it is that Graham Zusi is still playing uh, because <laughs> you look at some of the guys out there and you're like, damn, Zeus, is, he still got it. You see them all in a line and it's the perfect representation of the phrase, the more things change, the more things stay the same. Yeah. It's like these guys have gone on to whether it's a coaching career or like real estate or something. And then there's Graham who could suit up next week, you know. He's <laughs> just there chilling. And, and Jacob Peterson, Brother, we we saw we saw you getting hyped, man. Leading the uh, leading the I believe chant, and uh, whoo, you dropped your beer, bro. And I I saw Sasanovic. <laughs> Sasanovic didn't even try to help. He just no. laughed at you. What a friend! <laughs> it was Jacob. It was Seth, and it was Kevin Ellis. So I think were the three leading the I believe chant. Uh, and, yeah. yeah, indoor soccer legend Kevin Ellis. It was uh, it was the first time he'd been back in a while, a sporting capacity. But I mean. Those three were there, Jimmy Nielsen, Matt Beasler, Benny Fellhaber, Ike Parra, Chance Myers, Lawrence Allum, Paulo Nagamura. It was cool just to see them all on the field again at the same time. And what was really cool, I don't know if you saw any of the highlights from halftime, they had MLS Cup out there, they brought it out, they gave it to Jimmy Nielsen because he was the captain, he got everybody together, and he brought the trophy down low, and then he jumped up and they did the whole thing like they just got awarded the trophy. It, it was fun, so huh. I had a good time. Yeah, I saw him and Zeus, he kissed it. Um, they didn't really show much at halftime. Um, I did have someone with me who, for he was at a sporting game for the first time, and he had never seen MLS Cup. 
And so I was walking around the, the, the stadium ahead of the game, showing him the stadium. We walked by and he's like, oh, is that the trophy? And I was like, yeah, because they had it out in the plaza. They showed it to him. He took a picture and he was like, that's a really cool looking trophy. He was like, that's better than the Lombardi trophy in terms of just how it looks. And I was like, yeah, MLS Cup. It's, you know, from somebody who's not, you know, they're, they're a sports fan, but they're not crazy into soccer. They looked at that and they're like, that's one of the better looking trophies I've seen. Hey, as far as appeal, MLS Cup's got some good sex appeal, man. It looks, looks it good. looks good. I mean, the Lombardi Trophy is what uh, a little a little prism with a football on top. Yeah, I mean that's I mean, about it. Obviously, like in terms of prestige, it's one of the most prestigious you can win. But exactly design wise, we're talking aesthetics. MLS you know? Cup looks pretty cool. I would say MLS Cup and uh, well, Stanley Cup. Lord Stanley's Cup is probably the best looking trophy in American sports. The MLS okay. Cup, I would say, that's up there with the World Series trophy. Now, one of my biggest takeaways from the evening's events is that Peter Vermees tracks a workout on the sideline. You said that. Listen, it, the camera, it could have been an accident. We've all tracked workouts on our Apple Watch by accident. When you see right, my three and a half hour walks where I walked a grand total of 0.1 miles or whatever. Look, I'll be at work for a couple hours <laughs> and I'll get notified that Marissa finished a strength workout, which we did at like 6 a.m. And I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> She's been doing it for seven hours. Exactly. <laughs> but I kind of wondered, I'm like, do you think this man starts a workout like a you know like an outdoor walk because that's what right he does yeah yeah so he can look after maybe his doctor told him like hey you're getting too worked up (laughs) at these games you should really track your shit i don't know i just thought it was neat because i could see the workout thing going as he was on the sideline so kind of that's the thing you don't get that at the stadium dude we got two different uh two different uh looks Yeah. yeah pretty cool um but yeah, this was this was a big game. A lot of buzz around it with the 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 twenty thirteen twenty thirteen team that was back. It was Tim Melia's first game back. I had sent you a message before that we had heard Tim Melia was probably going to be starting tonight because you got yeah. secret info, dude. You got secret <laughs> fucking info. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was pretty cool. So Melia um, back. The rest of the lineup looked pretty much normal. Although the one notable thing was when I got to the stadium, it was about an hour and a half. Uh, yeah, an hour and a half before kickoff, maybe a little more. So I got Akinda out there doing a little bit of uh, warm-ups and such, some some light workout on the field, which I was like, that's interesting. Everybody else is just now getting here. Akinda's already out on the field doing some warm-ups. Found out he was a late scratch, last minute, picked up a knock in training, so that's why uh, he was not available on the night. But Do you know what the, the announcer said? Bef- like when the game started and they were announcing the lineups, they said Gotti Akinda failed a fitness test. That's, That's what they said. Harsh. I know. And I was like, fitness test? What? And then later on, they said he got They said he got injured during pregame warm-ups. Oh, yeah. Peter said he just hurt his ankle in, in, in the final training before the game, and, and that he'll be back next week. Okay. Definitely didn't fail some exam that no one takes. He couldn't pass the presidential fitness exam and uh, yeah. that we all took in fifth grade, and now we're oh, man. unable to Age- play. Adrian Healy over here just spreading fake news, dude. Yeah. I did uh, almost, you know, as is customary, there's somebody I almost crash into going into the bathroom every week. This week it was Adrian Healy. Oh, you about, okay. Got to t- got to take a pee-pee with Adrian, huh? Yeah. He was coming out. I was going in. We said, hi, how you doing? And, and that was it. That was it, huh? Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so Tim Healy was back. That was the highlight of it. Um, Hell but yeah. Other than that, pretty solid lineup so before we jump into the game why don't we go ahead we'll take a break 
We'll come back and we'll break down exactly what happened in Sporting KC's 3-0 victory. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. What's good, everybody? It is Ben Heisler from Benny and the Bets here on KCSN. And if you are ready to go the distance and improve your golf game like I am in the process of doing, I want you to head on over to PXG right here in Kansas City and take the PXG Gen 6 Driver Challenge. They are confident in the Gen 6 that they're putting their money where their mouth is. If their Gen 6 driver does not deliver more distance, more carry and roll, higher dispersion compared to your current driver when you go in for a fitting, they got you covered with a $100 MasterCard reward card. That's it. Go in for a driver fitting. See if your driver is up to their driver. And if it is, you get a $100 MasterCard reward card in the process. This is an unbelievable opportunity to upgrade your game with a custom fit PXG fitting. I've had it at the Kansas City store with Alex. It was one of the great experiences I've had in a golf fitting period. So take the PXG Gen 6 driver all throughout the month of August and get ready to hit those fairways with confidence. So visit your local Kansas City store or head on over to pxg.com for all the terms and conditions. PXG. Nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. <laughs> oh, hey, what's up, Dom? Sorry, just looking at my my acting award. Not a big deal. Ridiculous. <laughs> that popped you. That popped you pretty good. <laughs> I don't know why the first thing I thought of was like when you come back from break at like on watching when you're watching Mr. Rogers and he's like, Oh, hello. Hi, neighbor. How are you doing? Like <laughs> right. I'm like you didn't know you were there. Like he's just polishing like his vases and stuff. Yeah. I'm just oh hello. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty cool. No, you you actually got to like dress up and go to a legit award ceremony and such, right? Dressed up, man. But I, you know, I'm a sneaker guy, so I had to wear the Adidas Stan Smith sneakers with sure, a suit. Sure. You know, yeah. but uh, no, it was cool. I had to sing though. I had to sing a song as well. Where you know, it's like a basic award show: sketches, yeah. songs, awards, all sorts. Of Did stuff. someone do a monologue where they roasted everybody? Nah. That was not a thing. <laughs> be kind of funny. Uh, yeah, it'd be tough funny. though. So, but yeah, congrats, awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, let's jump into this game. Uh, San Jose coming in. A couple of players that have been subject to some European transfer rumors, both Cade Cowell and Jeremy Abobasi, both very good, relatively young players. Cade are... Cowell ain't playing like it. That man had not a great game. Yeah, I mean, it was overall for for San Jose, it wasn't the best. Um, they have some solid players: Christian Espinosa, Jeremy Abobasi, and Katie Cowell are a pretty formidable front three. Uh, but Sporting KC did not waste any time whatsoever coming to play because it was in the second minute. I, I might have bled into the third minute. Um, I think it technically did bleed into the third minute. It was just after the clock struck two. Johnny Russell from the far right side sends a cross in. It goes just over Alan Polito's head, falls maybe to the foot of Daniel Shallowy, and then into the side netting. Uh, Daniel Shallowy claimed it. Daniel Shallowy was given the official goal. I still haven't seen a definitive angle that shows Daniel Shallowy actually oh. touch the ball. I think but he got it. I mean, it just just freaking barely, just enough to direct it in there. It might have gone in without that, honestly. Probably. Um, but even still, just no one marked Daniel at all. 
it was weird. They just cycled the ball around, and Daniel just kind of, I mean. Knock in there. The, yeah. His defender just stopped. His defender just stopped and let him go. And it's yeah. like, that's that's not how you play this game, bro. It, it was very, very strange. I mean, he runs right past the penalty spot. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Carlos uh, Acapo, he just lets Daniel go, and he gets a free touch on the ball. And like you said, it probably would have gone in even if Daniel dummied it or didn't touch it. Uh, Daniel was asked after the game, can you say definitively you got a touch on the ball? And he was like, yes, I did. And then Peter actually jumped in and was like, I saw him get a touch on the ball. So Peter's dead set convinced yeah. that Daniel had a touch too. Yeah, they were, they basically interrupted uh, Daniel Sperry almost. Like as he was asking the question, they were like, yes. Yeah. And Johnny had a little fun with it after. He was like, ah, you know, Daniel tried to take it. I told him I thought I, I was getting it. But, you know, they had a good good time with it. It's always fun vibes when it's a so- win. Was it a cross or was it a shot? It was a cross. Oh, okay. It, it was definitely a cross, but, but you know, that won't stop Johnny from trying to say, hey, nobody touched it. It should be my goal. So Yeah, you got to love that kind of banter, right? Like, they're not they're not being dicks to each other or anything. No. It's, uh, you know, they're having fun. They scored three goals on the night, for God's sakes, and a shutout. I'm sure they had just the best time. It was fun. Yeah, no, they're not pulling a Cristiano Ronaldo and throwing their hand up for offside when their own teammate scores a goal. <laughs> Which I don't know if you saw that, but his no. teammate scores a goal. Ronaldo looks to the side and throws his arm up. And I'm like, are you calling for offside because you didn't get the goal? What is happening? Why did he do that? I don't know. Oh, my Lord. It's weird. That man could have played here. But imagine what our team would be like if he was here. It would be weird. It would not be what's happening in Miami with Messi. That's for sure. I don't think so. Yeah, I... Are we going to have Messi next week, by the way? Are we gonna I don't think so. I don't you think so. You think he'll go Argentina? I didn't realize it was a World, Qu- World Cup qualifier that they're having down there. I'm like, the oh, World Cup it? still feels like it's years away. But yeah, no, they're already starting the Conmebol World Cup qualifiers. So he will go then. I mean, I would have to imagine. But even though he's not going to play in the World Cup. I would think not. I mean, I would if I were him, I just would have retired from international football, literally winning the World Cup. But I know. No, huh? I'm not him. So interesting. No, but yeah, no, he'll probably he'll probably be with uh, Argentina. But we should find out anytime. Who knows? Um, but yeah, Daniel, he uh, he gets the goal in the third minute, and I didn't really know what to think because I'm not used to this Sporting KC team getting off to such a fast start. What's interesting is they're not actually. Um, it's not terribly uncommon for them to get some chances. There have been a number of games this year where they've they've come out real hot out the gate and they've gotten a couple solid chances. They just don't tend to put them away in the first two or three minutes, and and this set them up for uh, a, a huge head start just a couple minutes into the game. Oh, yeah, and in no way are you feeling co- comfortable at all. Like, it's an early lead. It's like, okay, let's keep this momentum going. Right. Um, this is nice. Let's see what, the, see what the defense can do when San Jose inevitably – comes at you with their fast firepower. For sure. I definitely didn't think this game was going to end 1-0, and I was not comfortable with Sporting KC sitting back and just trying to defend for 87 minutes plus stoppage time. Uh, and and they did not do that. They stayed aggressive. If you look at uh, the stats, and, and it's interesting because this game wasn't necessarily the typical sporting game, at, at least through much of the first half. Um Possession was almost even 50-50 at the end of the first half. Even though Sporting had a 2-0 lead, we'll talk about that second goal here soon. Um, it was it was a relatively even split. And then for um, the end of the first half and most of the second half is really where Sporting pulled away in possession and ended up with nearly 60% possession. But 
Sporting outshot San Jose 15-11, to 6-2 on goal. Um, 631 passes to 427. 92% passing accuracy for Sporting Kansas City. Usually they're somewhere between like 80, 82, 84. 92% passing accuracy is wild. Uh, Sporting just from the get-go seemed to be the more dominant side. Yeah, man. I mean, two first-half goals says it all, really. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can't ask for a better start than that. And it almost got derailed. I forget the exact minute. I feel like it was somewhere on the 15th minute or so, maybe a little after, uh, give or take, when Johnny Russell was crashing into San Jose's box trying to get around a defender, and he twists, turns his ankle hard. He goes down, and like you said, Johnny's a, a tough guy, a, a proud Scotsman. He's not one to go to ground and make a meal out of something if it's not serious. And from the press box where I was, I saw him wincing and grabbing and signaling and flailing. And I instantly was concerned that not only was Johnny going to have to come out of this game, but that this might be a long-term injury. Do you have TVs up there to see replays and stuff? There are, but they're not positioned very well. So usually I have uh, MLS season pass going on my computer so I can go back and rewind and watch stuff. They look bad. It looked real bad. It yeah. it hurt to watch anyone who's ever rolled their ankle in basketball or whatever. Just oof. You you do you know if it's a sprain you oh. But the dude mm-hmm. just played and just kept going. He was down for for quite a while. Um, it, it was a little scary, and then they they got him off the field, and um, it was it was a little scary. Uh, you know, after the game, he said it's pretty sore, but it's still fresh. He'll get treatment on it and try to stop the, the swelling to get it under control. Then they'll reassess in a couple of days. He was asked if when he first was injured, if he thought it was going to force him out of the match. And this is what I thought was interesting. And this is how, you know, it was, it's kind of a serious or, or, or felt kind of serious at the time. He goes, initially when the pain first hit, I thought I was going to have to come off. But then it kind of went a little bit numb. I could still feel the pain, but the adrenaline gets you through it. So I asked them if they could just strap it and, and I can give it a try. I managed to sort of get myself through halftime. Sort of, okay, Johnny, you were it's pretty good. Uh, but nowhere near moving the way I wanted to. And then I came out in the second half and I was really a man down for the team. I don't want to be out there to try to be a hero and cost my team something because I can't do my job. I can't track a runner or I make a mistake. So it was a smart decision to take me out. It's captain. It's the captain. I mean, just to to be able to, you know, like you said, as much as he's a competitor, to be able to be like, you got to take me out. I'm more of a detriment to the team than I am an addition. I mean, that's that's cool. Here's my favorite storyline from the game overall, is hearing how great of a goalkeeper San Jose has, and then for us to pop three goals on that dude. And test him. Now, he had some fingertip saves, by the way, that, caused balls to go into the crossbar and stuff like that. Yeah. We tested him a lot more than what he actually let in. But here I was thinking like, mm, Daniel's no Daniels and you're not as good. Do- <laughs> <laughs> well, his you're name is my friend. <laughs> his name is just Daniel. Yeah. So. It's just it. I mean, that's how we get down, man. We're, we're good goalkeepers until we're not. Yeah, that's true. Have you ever been a, a goalkeeper in any of the league games that you played? Yes, it sucks. It seems terrifying. It's awful, dude. I like, dude, I got, I thought we talked about this one time probably, but I went to ground as a guy tried to shoot the ball and it went right into my, into my nuts, nuts, into my nuts, into my, <laughs> and 
Uh, it was the worst. And everyone's like, great stop, keep great stop. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does suck. Uh, I, don't have, I don't have a leg for a goal kick. I hate it. I was having other people do a goal kick because I was really? a wuss. And then I like threw the ball one time and hurt my shoulder. I was like, this <laughs> this position is the worst. I hate it. And Tim Ely is out there just taking a beating every time. Yeah. I had to buy a brace for my shoulder because I played stupid goalkeeper like twice. <laughs> like a compression thing. It was ridiculous. You got to get the whole keeper throw down and such, but I don't have it. You're just rolling it out to it. your central defender and just like play it out of the back. And they're like, it's a rec league. What are we doing? <laughs> Last one I'll say, I, I did, I tipped one over the crossbar and the referee calls corner kick and everyone's like, what? You didn't even touch it. Keep, did you touch it? I was like, yeah, man, I, sa- I saved it. Like I, yeah. I did that. I want credit. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, corner it's like that ad when uh, the, it's the youth basketball game and the ref's like, out of bounds, this way. And then the kid goes up to the ref. He's like, no, I touched it. And then it comes yeah. up. It's like, integrity. Pass it on. <laughs> I haven't that seen kid. that, but that's exactly what that was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Johnny was hurt. He, he came back in. You could tell he was very ginger on that leg. He was not moving well. He was limping quite a bit. You said uh, ginger. I did. There was one part where I definitely thought he was going to have to come out, but he found bursts. Like he said, it probably went numb. He found bursts, and in the 42nd minute, the ball gets laid off to him by Nemanja Radoya, and he does vintage Johnny Russell, nutmegs a dude, drives into the box, splits a couple defenders, and then off of his left foot, sends the ball toward the goal. It bounces off a San Jose defender and goes into the net. Now, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if that ball goes in if it doesn't bounce off the defender. The angle's real tight. Yeah, so why wasn't it Why wasn't it an own goal? Why did they give it to him? They must have determined that it was considered a shot on goal. If it was off frame and it was not a shot on goal, it could have been considered an own goal, but they must have mm-hmm. just determined that it was a shot on goal and it was an incidental like deflection. Um, wow. I don't know. There's really no angle that's right down the line, so it's hard to see exactly where the ball would have went. It might have bounced in. And so, I mean, if it's close and they're not sure, I'm glad they give it to the attacker instead of calling it an own goal. But Either way you take it uh, because, you know, you don't need the numbers. You just need your team to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Yeah. And what's huge is going into halftime up 2-0 as opposed to, to 1-0 makes that decision about what to do with Johnny Russell much simpler in the second half if you don't give up anything stupid. It's it's oh, yeah. much much easier to say, hey, you know what, Johnny, you got to come off. Kyrie, you have to go on. You don't have to be a hero and go score a goal. Use your size. Use your physicality. Just keep this game from getting uh, – keep San Jose from getting back in the game by getting another goal. That's much more what Kyrie Shelton is suited for than going out and being an active goal scorer. Yeah, man. I mean, with Johnny getting a goal and an assist, uh, that brought him up to a hundred combined goals and assists. That's wild. You know that he yeah, he uh, the third player in in club history to reach that mark. That's pretty cool. I mean, he's he's gonna be up there one of these days in the sporting legends. I mean, he is um, to to earn the captain's band the way he has to to do everything he has for this club. It would be great if. He could get an MLS Cup. I mean, players like him and Tim Melia uh, that that have been here for a while, Daniel Shallowy, it would be great for them to sort of cap off their sporting careers 
with an MLS Cup. Obviously, Zussi Espinosa, they, they've won them. Um, but it's one of the bummers that, you know, a player like Ilya was here for so long and, and he had to go to LA to get his MLS Cup. It's a little bit of a bummer, but you'd like to see the guys that are still here get one. You said Espinosa's won MLS Cup? Wasn't he? Or, or no, he he left right before, I guess. Yeah. He did. That was a big was... thing for him. He left and then they won it the next year. Yeah. I, for some reason, I was thinking he was here and, and then left. But no, you're right. He left right before to go yep. to Wigan. He got the Open the Cup, Cup in 2012 and the FA Cup, sure. Yeah. But that was a big thing. And coming back, he's like, I was just I was so upset that they won the MLS Cup and I, I want one for myself. I had the timeline all mixed up in my head. So, yeah. yeah. Well, Roger deserves one too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so 2-0 at the half, feeling pretty good. Then, you know, you're just keeping things going. Uh, but I leaned over to uh, to someone to the, uh, to the left of me in, in the middle of the game, and I was like, sporting obviously is uh, being a little bit more conservative in their attack, but I still have a feel on that, you know, they might pick their spot, and if they smell blood, go for it. And literally right as I was saying it, Eric Tommy drove and then fired a laser of a shot from outside the box and kind of fooled Daniel. Daniel probably thought he was going to the far post. Nope. Eric shot it to near post, caught Daniel leaning just a little bit, and uh, that made it 3-0. Look, this was a 39-pass sequence Mm -hmm. leading up to this goal. Mm -hmm. They went forward. They kicked the ball around. You know the one player who didn't touch it? Who's that? Daniel Shalloway. It's the only one on the field that did not touch the ball in that buildup. This, dude, this is the longest passing sequence leading to a goal since 2010. Mm-hmm. Not just cl- club history, but MLS, right? Yeah. It's pretty wild. Look. That's almost think, 10% of the team's total passes for the game were in that yeah. one sequence. To think that Eric Tommy wasn't going to start this game, I mean, he was going to start on the bench. Gotti Kinda was going to be out there. So, uh not upset that we have two interchangeable players such as Gotti Kinda and Eric Tommy that can crush it on the field. Yeah, it, it was pretty funny. Um, in the locker room after the game, we were talking to Eric Tommy about what this means and whatnot, and he was in his locker's in between uh, Tim Leibold's and Robert Volader's, and so they were talking to each other in German before we walk up. They're messing around, and Leibold kept like interjecting and yelling things in the middle of Tommy's interview, and... Uh, Tommy must have got just a little bit annoyed at one point because he turns and he snaps and says something in German to Leibold and then Leibold, like not like in a mean way, but like in a, hey, knock it off, I'm talking. And uh, Leibold didn't say anything anymore during the interview. Okay. Did it sound mean though? Like, you no, know, it, it sounded like, on, though. like German can sound mean. Well, yeah, but it, it sounded like, you know, when like brothers are kind of messing around with each other and then one just goes like a touch too far and the other one's like, hey, knock it off. Yeah, cut it's, it's all it's all good fun. Isn't that weird? Like I, I think about languages sometimes. I'm like, German does have that like mean, serious undertone. Like Eric Tommy seems like a freaking general when he talks, right? Yeah. And I start thinking, what what would be like the nicest sounding language? Is it Italian? Uh maybe. French, maybe. Like, I don't know. They sound they sound a lot nicer. French, yeah. French sounds French, Italian, or Spanish, I guess. The love languages. Yeah, gotta be. And then German comes in, it's like, get out of my face. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You see, we think the game's going to end 3-0. It's looking that way. And then, of course, 90th minute, there's a penalty. Um, It's a good call. Logan Denbe just brings the man down in the box. You're like, damn it, I really wanted that clean sheet. But then you remember. 
incidental contact. It was, a, but it was, it was. I mean, even Melia and and Peter after the game, were like, yeah, it's foul. But sure. Then you remember Tamelia's in goal, and that's but you don't against Pulse to stop it on his first game back. Why not? He's Tamelia. Why not? Because he's been hurt, and I just expect this penalty taker, who's been pretty good, to not take a shitty penalty. Because it was a shitty penalty. It was not great, but... He just rolled it over there. It was not very powerful whatsoever. No. Probably because he was scared because he's like, oh shit, I'm going against Tim Mealy, who saved nearly half the penalties he's ever faced in his career. Tim just goes, eh, I'll save that. Yeah. He just falls down. Yep. Tim saves it. Game ends. 3-0. Everybody's happy. So... Everybody's happy. I, I... You see that and you're like, all right, even if they get one back, it's fine. We probably have this game in the bag. But it'd be a bummer. The clean sheet still feels pretty sick, especially when your goalkeeper just returned. Yeah. Just just from a mental standpoint, to, to give up something like that at the very end, it would it would deflate feelings a little bit. So for him to 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 sort of come back and it's like, yeah, Tim's still that guy, even if it was a bad penalty. Uh he's still that guy who can stop it, just carries that momentum forward. So yeah. Absolutely. Pretty cool. Let's take our second break, and then there's a lot more to talk about because we are getting up to St. Louis City Week here. So oh, we'll take a break. And we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Listen, you ready for my movie of the week? I okay. do this to you. Okay. Buddy, we went to National Cinema Day. You know, this okay. was on Sunday where all yep. tickets were four bucks. Yeah. We saw Gran Turismo. Ah, how was it? Jimmy, it's good. Is it? Because the marketing has not done it for me. You think it's going to be bad. 
Yeah. And you go even go to Rotten Tomatoes. Critics are like, man, this is so so. Not but great. fans, fans have it at like ninety eight, and for good reason. Now, yeah. if you put it up next to like Ford versus Ferrari, remember that movie? That's yeah. a great complete movie. Gran Turismo is just pure fun, and I kind of yeah. want to watch it again at home in like my home theater area and just blast the sound, dude, because it was it was pretty cool. It's also based on a true story, right? Like a dude oh, who started yeah. as a gamer and then ended up actually being a, a legit racer. Yeah, and they really throw the gaming aspect into it, like kind of making it look like you're playing the game as as he's driving around. Certain little aerial shots look like the game. That's cool. You do yourself a favor. I mean, catch it when it streams or whatever. It's for it's sure. Fun. Yeah, absolutely. Very uh, the other thing to watch, if you hadn't, I tweeted about it. If you have Max, go watch BS High. The documentary. We did watch it. Oh my God! Look, I'm not gonna spoil wild. people, but if you remember the fake high school who got on ESPN playing IMG Academy, got their ass kicked. It's it's way beyond football. Go watch okay. that guy. That guy at the end was like, hey, I just I got I'm gonna go. He basically was like, I'm gonna do it again. Yeah, the <laughs> sociopath. But it's in that man is wild. So it's pretty crazy. It's just gonna ruin kids' lives. <laughs> no big deal. Um, coming out of that game, worth shouting out Johnny Russell. Tim Melia both made team of the match day starting 11 and Nemanja Radoya made team of the match day on the bench along with someone named Lionel Messi. So that basically means Nemanja Radoya is as good as Lionel Messi. And Eric Tommy is nominated for goal of the match day. Yeah. Like He's dude, not it's been a while but... since we've seen big representation from our team on these lists. Lionel Messi is going to win that, which sucks. But Well, it does suck because it was like, here's the thing. <laughs> Leo Messi was going to lose the semifinals of U.S. <laughs> Open Cup. They were down like 2-1 to one or some shit. Yeah. And I'm, I, I, I jokingly say to my wife, I say, well, the script writers aren't going to like this, so the referees are going to have to extend <laughs> the referees are gonna have to extend injury time so they can tie it and send it into extra time. Yeah. Sure enough, that's what happened, Jimmy. I am just, why, what is going on with this man who sold his soul to the devil? And, and <laughs> they're like, Hey, would you like to, would you like to stop growing and be a very short man, but be very good at soccer? Right. Sounds good. He's and he, yeah. Well, and this is even him on HGH. He had to take some HGH as a kid to get as tall as he is because he was going to be like five, two. So well, when he wears like those baggy shorts and stuff, it looks like he got into his dad's closet. Yeah, he's starting to look like Florida Man with some of his outfits he's choosing down there. Florida Man, yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Uh, but no, his goal, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's annoying. It, the, actually, it's annoying. The, the most impressive part is Jordi Alva's touch leading to the goal. Man, it's I'm wild. What is with this team? What is with this team? They were shit. Miami was so bad. And now they've got two, they're going to have a second trophy. Yeah. There's no, I, there's no way they don't win the Open Cup. I sent uh, I sent in a in a Twitter DM to uh, my brother Eddie. I sent him a video or or, or, or the tweet that showed the highlight of uh, Leo's goal, and uh, it's funny because his his reply he didn't even say anything other than Miami doesn't deserve this, and that that was and, and I think that's true. That's kind of how a lot of us feel. It's like it sucks they got hit with all these sanctions for breaking the roster rules, and now they're yeah. now they're gonna win the treble. So probably breaking more roster rules somewhere along the road. Probably. Like, I hate this. I hate this. I also hate that we got to hand them their first loss next week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, well, the first loss in the in the messy era. Uh, right. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. But yeah, no. Shout out to uh, um, 
to Johnny Russell, Tim Melia, and Nemanja Rodoya. Have they seriously not lost since Messi's been here? The only, I mean, they ha- they've had some causes of regulation because of the, the right. penalty kicks. But yeah, no, it's only been League's Cup. And then this was his first MLS game. And then they won that game. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it's been like nine games. This is, it's just crazy. It's, yeah, it's out of control. Oh my God. I see him every morning on like Sports Center or something. Like it's just, it's wild. <laughs> I thought you know, it was like a picture of him at your, your, your bedside. You wake up every morning and there he is. I wake up and I touch it and I, I'm like, be great, Daniel. Be great. Either that or Marissa's got a tattoo of his face on her shoulder or something. <laughs> she hasn't been getting tattoos. She needs to calm down. But the way she spends money on tattoos is how I spend money on shoes. And you list a lot. Yeah. Good Lord. Uh, St. Louis City is coming into town for the first time this week. We all know we don't need to talk about how it went the first time around when we went to St. Louis. Um Although Johnny Russell, he did say uh, that game was not what fans deserved, and, and they have a point to prove now. So St. Louis is coming in uh, what they are calling Blue Hell Week here in Sporting KC, and uh, they have a shirt because they want to fan the flames of, of this rivalry. It says Soccer Capital of America that Sporting KC is selling leading, leading into this game. I'm for it because they're playing. They're playing the game. They're playing into it. Mm-hmm. You know that there was a there's a little bit of a rivalry. We all know the story of how they sent the cease and desist to to stop using that name on a St. Louis podcast because we have a trademark. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wish we you know didn't lose so bad to them when we first played them. What well, was the that game four zero, but it, there was a, a penalty that shouldn't have been a penalty, and then you know there the, uh, Kendall McIntosh spilled a goal that shouldn't have been spilled. So it sure. shouldn't have been four zero, but it was. Did we go down a man for that one or no? I don't remember us going down a man. Okay, I don't know. It seems so much. I might have blocked it out. But nope. Both teams are not who they were then. Uh, but St. Louis is still a pretty quality team. I just wish we can. Still in first place. It's annoying that they are yeah. because you look at the advanced stats, and I've been saying this all year. They're like 17 or 18 goals above what they should be in terms of goals to expected goals. But they did just lose to Orlando in Orlando, and okay. they have a midweek game. Um, uh, against FC Dallas. So that's they good. Could be a little bit more tired than we are when they come to town on Saturday. Now, didn't they just pretty sure? See, I watch a lot of ESPN when I'm working out in the morning. I'm pretty sure I saw the top 10. And did, who were who were they playing where they intercepted a, a, a goalkeeper's clearance and went and scored like a tying goal in the dying minutes of the game? That like just happened, right? Yeah. 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 You don't, you don't remember? I don't, I, I, that happened to St. Louis. I thought St. Louis was that team. It could be. I mean, that's happened to like, they've been gifted goals like 17 times this year. So it's certainly possible. All I know is uh, they lost two to one to Orlando city, um, which is great because uh, that, and they did get a red card in the 90th minute plus 10. Um, Jake Nervinsky, he got a red card, so he's not going to be available for the Dallas game. Uh, and yeah, now they welcome Dallas. Um, they're still in first place, four points ahead of LAFC in the West. Uh, they're a full 10 points behind FC Cincinnati in the Supporter Shield race, which is wild that Cincinnati's that good. But this is a huge game. We talked about Sporting needs to win six, maybe seven of their final nine games if they have a shot at making the playoffs. Two of those are against St. Louis. You got to win this one at home. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I was trying to find out what the hell I was talking about with St. Louis, but I, I think I'm just 
I've lost it. I yeah, that, might fever dream. Might not have been them at all. But but they do it. They've done it all year long. So oh yeah, they have. Um, it wouldn't have surprised me. The team is beatable. Mm-hmm. The team is beatable. We got to be on our game. It's cool that it's uh, it's cool that it's at home. Yeah, it's gonna be wild, man. I wish we were doing something cool like uh, I don't know. Professional sports don't do this as much. This seems to be like college and high school, like a whiteout or a blueout or something. Like everyone in the stands wears the same color, right? Yeah, um, NBA teams do it quite a bit. Yeah. Like the Miami Heat will do like white hot heat night or whatever. That's right. Um, but soccer teams, some of the newer teams maybe do it, like Austin with their Verde stuff or whatnot. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, it would be cool to do a, a, a blue out, blue hell night, whatever you want to call it, uh, just to to make sure that it's packed. And, and I hope, I'm sure St. Louis, I think I've heard they're going to bring 500 fans officially. Because that's what they uh, sporting, I believe, was given. Um, there's going to be a lot more than 500 St. Louis fans in the stadium because they'll find ways to buy tickets. I just hope it's still a distinct sporting KC advantage, and this doesn't turn into uh, a lot more St. Louis fans than there should be. Look, they're going to bleed into my section. I just know it. They're going to yeah. bleed in. So you got to uh, fight them. Yeah, I don't want to fight. I'm not really into <laughs> that. Um, but I do want to. I don't know. It is fun. Like to experience the the energy mm-hmm. from supporting fans. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't want to get, there. there's also some sporting fans that will like flip them off or yell at them. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm not with them. I'm not with those people. I'm I'm very kind. I, I will say when I went to St. Louis, the, um, the St. Louis city fans were very kind to me. <laughs> and, and I was wearing a shirt that said soccer capital of America. So I was kind of asking ah. to be, you know, dressed up. but no, they were all, they were all very chill. So, uh, I think those are the best kinds of rivalries is when you can be chill and civil and like, there's a healthy respect there. But then once the games start, like that's where your shit talking comes is like from what happens on the field. We don't need to be flipping people off and being like, Oh, your city sucks and whatever, you know, oh, yeah. there's, there's plenty of stuff that we can trash talk about on the field, hopefully, and, and leave the personal stuff aside. There's one, there's one guy in particular who likes to do this all the time. He likes to do this. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, but let's, uh, yeah. Just got to calm down. Is that like the up yours thing? Yeah. Kind of where you like hit your bicep and shove your other arm up or whatnot. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like you're just going to fist the person. It's, it's yeah. weird. <laughs> um, I can't say I'm feeling confident going into this game because St. Louis no. has been on such a dare for most of the season, even if it seems undeserved. Uh, I can say I'm hopeful. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, I don't think that we are four goals worse than St. Louis. I don't think that was representative of, of how we performed in that game. And I don't think that's representative of the gap between these two teams. In terms of talent on the field, I'm going to say something crazy. I honestly don't think there's a gap between the talent on the two teams. I think St. Right. Louis is a, is a younger team, which which is an advantage uh, in terms of like their energy. And I think they were hungrier in that first game, I think they had a point to prove and we kind of just fell flat. And I hope that hunger can flip for this game. I hope we get the win, honestly, because we get another chance to play them. We got to go play them at their place uh, later on in the season. And, um, and that's cool. That's such a big rivalry. You got to play them three times. Uh, I did realize something, by the way, we have what, eight games left. Yes. And four of them are against Minnesota and St. Louis. Yeah. That's bonkers. Yeah. We got to play both of them twice before the end of the year. 
Yeah, Minnesota, they just drew uh, Seattle at home. And yeah, Seattle's having some issues. I'm seeing some tweets from Seattle fans. I'm like, are these about Brian Schmetzer or are these Sporting KC tweets about Peter Vermees? Because I saw one that was like, why wouldn't he use all the substitutions when we have another game coming up? And why don't they do anything tactically that's different from what they've done before? This is the blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why do they rock bottom our players? Wait, what? <laughs> Uh, but no, I'm feeling, I'm feeling hopeful. Like I said, I think this will be a good game. I I can't sit here and predict Sporting KC will win or St. Louis will win or whatnot. I genuinely have no idea. But I think this will be a competitive game, and and I think that's all you can hope for as a fan. Yeah, man. Uh, excited to get back out there and just watch some good soccer. I hope we don't embarrass ourselves again. Yeah, I do think that this is a prime reason why you don't try to artificially name a rivalry ahead of time with something stupid like barbecue. Because there are too many things now that are just organically bubbling up. This could be the soccer capital derby or something like that that is actually based on events that have transpired and not just a fake manufactured name. So hopefully barbecue dies, whether it's the Missouri River Derby or, or the soccer capital derby or whatever. I think it's got to be the soccer capital one. That makes the most sense, but sporting won't allow it to be called that. Like, they've trademarked it. That's what, yeah, maybe. But even amongst the fans, if, like... I don't know that like MLS or anybody uses like hell is real and official marketing materials or whatnot for like Cincinnati and Columbus. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see. But anywho, that's the big sporting KC news. We're entering as of now, as of this recording, we're three points off of Austin for ninth place where uh, they have one game in hand. Um, But there are some Wednesday games. So whatever happens, um, this weekend, Austin has to play Seattle. Minnesota has to play Colorado. This is one of those weeks where a lot of teams are going to catch up um, at least a game on sporting in terms of games played because we don't have a midweek game. So, yeah, we'll see. Got to hope for uh, Minnesota and Austin um, to both lose, I guess, because Colorado's not going to catch us. Seattle's already way above us. Uh, and this might be, unfortunately, um, kind of sucks, you know, you almost have to root for St. Louis to beat Dallas on Wednesday because we're not going to catch St. Louis, but Dallas is just a few points ahead of us, so it'd actually be better for sporting for St. Louis to beat Dallas tomorrow uh, tomorrow night. Exactly. Didn't St. Louis just have a player um, get get a red card yeah. at the very end of the game? Yes. But so the thing is, they'll miss the Dallas game. They won't miss the Spower game. Yeah. yeah. So... <clears throat> looking for Dallas to lose, Austin to lose, and Minnesota to lose. And if that's the case, Sporting could go into uh, into the weekend. If Austin loses, Sporting will be level with them on games and only three points behind. So it becomes more of a possibility. We'll see. Okay. You got anything else Sporting-related before? There's a couple just league-wide stuff that I want to hit on, but anything else Sporting before we go to that? Mm, I don't think so, no. Well, just real quick, a few quick hits, I guess. Uh, It seems like it's been legitimately 84 years since we first heard about Inter-Miami becoming a thing, and then they finally became a team, and then they didn't have a stadium. They have their fake erector set stadium out there in Fort Lauderdale. Well, as of Monday, at 6.34 p.m., according to MLSsoccer.com, Inter-Miami have begun construction on Miami Freedom Park, the 25,000-seat soccer-specific stadium that will be their permanent home. So pretty cool. Things are moving. The renderings look very cool. 
Uh, it looks like a spaceship. It's supposed to be open in time for the 2025 season, which they say aligns with Lionel Messi's final year of his contract. So he'll be one year, open that new stadium, and then probably ride off into the sunset. So obviously, how cool! Cool, cool for Inter Miami. Uh, there is a couple of coaching updates, I guess, around the league. Uh, Toronto FC have hired John Herdman. He was the Canada men's national team coach, which that one's a little interesting to me because Canada, they've been getting better and they're pretty good. And they're about to be a co-host of the World Cup for the first time. So it's a little interesting to me that you're the coach of the national team, even though it's maybe not as stable of a job as a full-time league coach, that you leave your post as a national team manager right before you're about to host a World Cup. That's pretty wild to me. That's interesting, yeah. Uh, money talks, though, so you never know. He's probably getting paid more with Toronto FC. And, you know, some people just prefer to be club managers instead of national team managers. So you get to work with players a lot more hands-on, a lot more consistently. Sure. So who knows? But the bigger news, I would argue, that Sporting KC fans might be interested in is uh, about a week ago, I think it was right after we recorded our podcast, Portland Timbers announced that they have parted ways with head coach Gio Savarese. So now they are coachless. They are on the lookout. Um, he's had some good success in Portland, but... Uh, yeah, boo freaking who? It finally came time. <laughs> and then, you know, of course, anytime a coach gets fired in MLS, that's when the anti-Vermees crowd comes out. They're like, well, hasn't Peter Vermees been fired yet? And I think well, that's not going to happen. Let's see what happens as we finish out these final eight games. But it, I think it's pretty clear. That's not happening at this point. No. It will be interesting to see who Portland hires, though. I don't know. We shall see. Uh, the final thing I wanted to touch on, and I don't want to spend tons and tons of time on this because we're about to be out of time anyway, and I'm, I'm guessing you and Chris may talk about it a little more, but I feel like I'd be remiss if we didn't just talk briefly about um, what happened with Jenny Hermoso, the Spanish footballer who um, this has just stayed in the news over the last couple of weeks since Spain won the Women's World Cup. It's gotten worse. Um, for those of you who may not be aware, but you probably are, basically the president of the Spanish Football Federation, as the players were up celebrating on the stage and getting their medals and such, grabbed Jenny Hermoso and like kissed her on the mouth. Um, and everybody thought it was a little weird. And then she came out after and was like, yeah, no, that wasn't consensual. Didn't like she's, that. She's like, you uh, thought that was weird? Oh, me yeah. too. And so it's it's kind of become a big mess because the Spanish Football Federation has not handled this well. And this bleeds over into the men's side too because they obviously oversee the men's side. But the current have come out and said, you know, hey, we stand with Jenny Hermoso. NWSL's made a statement. U.S. Soccer's made a statement. U.S. Men's National Team and Major League Soccer have not made statements yet. But this has just been a wild saga where he's called her a liar uh, the, the, um, what's his name? Um, Luis, uh, Rubiales, the, the president of the Spanish football, uh, federation called her a liar. The Spanish football federation came out, uh, initially and made a statement and said, everything she's saying is a lie and is not true. And this has bled outside of soccer. CNN is now covering this. Um, celebrities are talking about this. FIFA stepped in and suspended him, and now the Spanish Federation pulled their initial statement back, and now they're claiming they're calling for his resignation. So, 
It just it sucks. They tried to get her to retract that shit, man. I'm I'm sure they probably offered her some money or something. Like it's been it's been a bad deal. And and it's like it would have been one thing too if he like kissed every woman like that. You be and then still not good. Still not good. But you at least have something to be like, oh, so that's how he is. Well, that's not great, but that's what that's what he does. Yeah. But no, he singled out one person, made her incredibly uncomfortable. It's I'm I'm sorry, I'm just I'm an equal opportunity asshole. All right. Like he probably he probably uh has ruined his career. You would hope. I mean, you know, there have been reports of other um, inappropriate things he said about her before and after. Um, regardless, it's pretty. Cl- I mean, they caught it on tape. It was it was not consensual, and hopefully, um, the oh, Spanish Federation. Yeah, no, it's bad. He had his hand on her head. It looked very forceful. It's like, whoa, bro, are you guys together? No, it's bad. Um, hopefully, this there's a lot that goes on in the Spanish Football Federation that probably needs to be like just wiped clean and start over. Uh, hopefully this is um, getting the attention now outside of just the soccer world that uh, will be the impetus for that change. I will say, I know it's not an MLS thing. I know we don't typically talk women's soccer on this side. There's the current that the currently that you guys talked about it. Yeah. Um, but this, on us. this, this does feel like it um, sort of like transcends just women's soccer. And I, and I am disappointed that MLS or um, the U S men's national team haven't come out and, and made a statement in solidarity because I think when, when things like this happen, it's not just on women to point it out themselves and say, hey, this is a problem. The men who are involved in soccer need to stand up and say, hey, this is a problem because it's shitty men who are causing the problem. So we need to hold them accountable just as much, if not more, than the women are. So I wish the league would say something, but at least as of this recording, they haven't. So You know what it takes? It takes very little effort to make it seem like you're giving an effort. Like... And what I mean by that, it little thing on social media, man. All they have to do is put little things, little something together, little something, and tweet it out or yeah. X it out, whatever you want to do. It'd be better than nothing, That's which it. is what they're doing. Just takes a little bit to just yeah. show that you support, you know, and they they can't be bothered. So we'll see. Um, yeah, it, it it sucks, but you know, hopefully. Jennifer Hermoso and the rest of the Spanish uh, women's national team will be able to look back on this and, and with fond memories and celebrate, and this won't be such a black mark on it, but it does kind of suck they're going through it now, but, you know. It's like, yeah, I just won the World Cup, but I got to now deal with this sexual harassment shit. Like, yeah, that's not does, great. It does suck, but um, just wanted to make mention of that because that's arguably the biggest soccer story going on around uh, the world right now, quite frankly. You're correct. Um. But yeah, that's uh, I think that's about all we have for this week. It's a huge week for Sporting Kansas City. Uh, St. Louis coming to town. I think this could really be a game that sets the tone for the last two months of the year. If they can beat St. Louis here at home, that just carries momentum through to the final seven games beyond that. And you never know what will happen. So looking forward to that. But uh, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NoOtherPod, at DanCouser, at jcmac 3 uh, Shoot us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com if you have something longer you want to say. Leave that five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, make sure you check us out, KCSN Soccer on YouTube or on the KC Sports Network app. But until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya.
Hey, look, I'm I'm two for three on these bad boys, by the way. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.